0: Ryan, uh, Kenneth Brennan
1: has finally gotten to his third entry in his <laughs> iteration of, of Hercule Poirot, uh, this time with uh, a darker movie than the first, both, I think, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, yeah. than those previous two, especially uh, Death on the Nile, which was super bright. A lot of white, very brightly lit. Uh, no, we Darking, A Haunting in Venice. Uh, yes. they, Based on the Agatha Christie novel, Ha! What Halloween party? Um, yes,
2: which which does not take place in Venice.
1: Apparently not. Um, so. Which, since I didn't read the source material, bothers me not. Um, no, no, no. Like like we can have Agatha Christie in Venice. We've had her in Cairo and we've had her on the Orient Express. Why can we not have her in Venice? Uh, spooky town. Um, so we, so we saw this. Uh, we saw it in IMAX. Yeah. First I'd like to talk about that. Sure. Uh does everything need to be in IMAX? Uh
2: you know, I, I I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but I mean on this one I mean I do think IMAX is uh uh, uh something you, you that you can only experience in a theater. Um I think that it's kind of, you know, it it's um larger than life and larger than you know, I mean, we're at the point where a lot of people's home entertainment uh, centers and whatever they want, you know, their TVs are large. Yeah, uh, sound systems are pretty good. Um, but uh, you, you really just I don't you know, I mean, you would have to have a, an incredibly large television to replicate a, a an IMAX experience. So I, I mean, I don't know, does it need to be I don't know. But um I think that they are becoming, you know, what is what is a, a theater experience, and, and, and you know how how do we make it memorable? Um, so yeah, I, and and in this film, they're doing a lot of stuff uh, with camera angles um, yeah. that, that 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 is pretty interesting uh, because. Um, what they've done is they're they're kind of tapping into the old '60s and '70s gothic horror films, um, and a lot of those were Italian. Um, so, um, yeah, again, I don't know the yeah I don't know the original uh, material, but Halloween Party is certainly not nearly as interesting of a title as a Haunting in Venice. Yeah. Um, so Halloween
1: Party sounds like a like a mid or early '80s teen slasher.
2: If it's a horror movie at all, yeah. it, you know, I mean, so uh, and, that, and that's and actually that's this was kind of interesting about this film is there there you maybe could say that it's a horror movie. Um, it's it's certainly a film that that goes into supernatural sort of elements, which is not really somewhere we've been before with, at least with this character. Right. Um, and And, you know, there's some interesting stuff that's going on there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if everything needs to be an IMAX, but I but I certainly love it when they are.
1: Yeah, like like we're trying to like when digital cinemas took over, are we trying now? Are we slowly trying to convert everything to IMAX where it will just be going to the movies? IMAX is the default. I don't know, but this one, he like said, right now IMAX feels like you need. You know, it needs to be a Top Gun Maverick. It needs to be in sure. I, I, well, I say Oppenheimer, but really. Uh, Uh, But, you know, movies like that.
2: Sure. I mean, but but I think there are I mean, uh, I mean, I I like seeing this on the screen as large as it was because um, of the cinematography that 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 was at play. here. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, there are films that would be a complete waste of IMAX in the sense that they weren't really shot with any art artistic any real artist, you know, I mean, uniqueness or something, Mm -hmm. you know, but this, there's just something about, I mean, this one, um, it was, in fact, it was, you know, the cinematography and the way that the film was done that really kept me in the film. Yeah.
1: It's, Uh, it's visually interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So technical stuff out of the way. Uh, (laughs) let's, let's talk about, let's talk about the, the film in general. Again, we get Kenneth Brenna back as Poro. Uh, with again, let's name check a cast for for these kind of movies: Michelle Yeoh, Jamie Dornan, Tina Fey. Uh, you know, it's Kelly Riley. So it's it's an interesting group of actors pulled together uh, to experience a Halloween party and a séance and hey. some death and <laughs> some weird stuff. Some death, yeah. Some some yeah, death, some death and some. I, I would like to point out that the body count here is still, I don't think, is as large as it was in uh, Death on the Nile. No, probably I, not. I think
2: one, two, I I haven't done the math, but you're probably right. I, I
1: I feel like there was at least one more death in Death on the Nile. Um, but yeah. So, th- but there's death. We we get some death. We get some good stuff. So, of course there is. Yeah. Uh, this one we uh, this is 1947, post World War II. Uh, it is an older, retired Poirot who doesn't do anything but get, take uh, pastry deliveries twice a day and have a bodyguard to keep people away from him that want him to solve their problems yeah. um, because he doesn't want to be a detective anymore. Uh, and then Tina Fey shows up as Ariadne Oliver, crime novelist who based on probably most of her successful novels on Poirot, according to her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and
2: therefore feels a sense of ownership. Right. Over, over everything that he's done.
1: Um, and even responsibility for him. Not, I right. feel, protective responsibility, but, you know, you would not be who you are.
0: Exactly. if Exactly. Without-
1: if not for me, which I found marginally offensive
2: sure sure but you know um i but i don't think that that particular writers i mean i don't i think there are a lot of people who um would like to ego wise believe that they they're solely responsible for you know telling someone else's story making them famous uh but they you know eventually you have to acknowledge the fact well if that person didn't exist you'd have nothing to write about
1: which which is her problem in this film
2: Yes.
1: Is that she's running out of material. So she recruits to try to get him off, off his duff, if you will,
2: to get it, to get a new story because the last three books have been sold.
1: Right. Uh, to go and bust, bust a seance. a la Harry Houdini, uh, Michelle Yeoh being the medium, uh, to try to contact the deceased daughter of, uh, opera diva, Kelly Riley, Mm-hmm. um and weird stuff starts to happen in this haunted house uh, supposedly because, supposedly haunted house because all the houses in Venice are haunted, supposedly uh,
2: well this this one has a uh, it this one what, has like a very orphanage? specific
1: yes a very yeah. specific backstory they uh, the
2: children in the basements and anyway yeah. it, 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 dark stuff happened to kids
1: yes, so kids and doctors and nurses. Uh, so it's interesting. So yeah, so so we get we we get a Poirot mystery where even he's not sure what he's seeing, no. a lot of the time, or hearing, or uh, what is happening to him, not necessarily just around him, because he gets involved this time. Uh, and I did like to see kind of old world weary Poirot. Uh just you know, I'm done. Just let me be done. Let me walk around and dust my garden. Yeah. Which I which thought is, was hilarious. Yeah, it's with his, uh, with his with his uh with his little little uh, paintbrush, like like a yeah. uh archaeologist's little brush and his magnifying glass yeah. and he's brushing it's stuff magnifying. off. I thought that was great. Uh and and you know, just go and try to look for the perfect pair of eggs. Again, that was a great okay. callback to the first film. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know so it's it's nice to see that and then to watch him go yeah okay i'll come just because i know it's crap i'm not really going to have to do anything and it'll get you off my case yeah and that's i i think really where he was going
2: or uh, or you know or or maybe he knew all well along what was going to happen that's i mean that's the the kind of unique thing about this particular character is he uh is slow to reveal yeah Anything and everything, um, because he wants to get the picture, the entire picture before he starts yeah. explaining to everyone else I think what are doing You're, do, you're so doing that again. thing
1: again where you pretend you know, know more than everyone else. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it, so, so that, yeah. that's where we go on this one. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: how uh, how do you feel about, uh, like I said, Poirot's great, Bran is great. Sure. Uh, I, I I made the mistake. I, I was telling you guys in the theater. I I, I accidentally watched the last forty five minutes of Henry V on TV the night before. Yeah. Um, so I saw top notch Brana. <laughs> sure.
2: This is, well, this is this is a, a completely different. It, it of, is, but uh, but but
1: it just reminds you, you know, he's still really, really, really good at what he does.
2: Oh, sure, sure. He's, <laughs> so. he's, yeah. Well, which, you know, so th- this
1: performance,
2: you know, if you, if you like what he's done with the character, um, I, you know, that's, I, it, it's not a question of, is he good at what he's doing? It's just a question of, do you like what he's doing? Right. Um, you know, and I think most people seem to, yeah. um, I don't know. Anyway, hey. uh, I, I cert- I'm certainly fine with, with his, you know, but I'm not a hardcore
1: fan of Agatha Christie either. No. I, yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I read any of it. Uh, and, uh, what's, you know, what's funny is that this, this year is the 50th anniversary of murder on the Orient express, the mm. earlier version film version. Yeah. And it's going to be playing at the megaplex as part of their classic series.
2: Yeah. And, and I was like, Oh my God, that'd be cool.
1: great. So that'd be a great double feature. Um, Michelle Yeoh is the medium. Yeah. Mrs. Reynolds. Uh also great. Mm, yeah. Well, yeah. uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. you know how I feel about it. I mean, if 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 I could be punched or kicked by anyone in the world. There it, you go. it would That's, be Michelle. That, yeah. That would, yeah. Be uh, yeah, I mean and in fact I would be like just could you? Yeah. Could you punch <laughs> me? Just, there's a, there's websites
1: me. for that, Ryan. There's websites for that. No, nah,
2: um, but it, it would it wouldn't be for lawsuits or anything. I mean, I just you know, I, I she's got a she packed a punch and knocked me out. Great. Yep. All
1: right, uh, I, I admit that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Jamie Dornan uh, plays a doctor who is uh, a troubled man. A troubled man who happens to be a physician. Uh, who's there uh, early on? It's like I was like that's Jamie Dornan, but. Man, that's barely Jamie Dornan. He he felt different in this movie. Like in Belfast, he oh, there's a he, certain he way. Um, oh, no, this that's, feels that's, different.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. In yeah. this,
1: uh, but good, different in a good it's, way.
2: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, if yeah, if you're gonna compare that, it's he's he's uh, almost unrecognizable. Yeah, really. Um, although both of them share traumas of war that's about where the characters end, but yeah, similarities, but no, yeah. Oh, I Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. I thought he was pretty good too, actually.
1: Yeah. Um, and then, uh, dun, 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 Oh uh, yeah. I knew that kid looked familiar. Uh, it, Jamie Dornan's son is played by Jude law who played Jamie Dornan's son in Belfast. Jude yes. Hill. So that thought that was Jude great. Law. Jude Hill. So, uh, yeah, that's Leopold, the creepy kid. Uh, with his little suit and his little round eyeglasses and his perfectly, yeah. perfectly product hair, uh, reading Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, just creepy kid. But like, if like if Poirot was gonna have a kid, maybe a nephew, it would yeah, probably be was, Leopold. Yeah.
2: yeah, and 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 maybe that that actually is part of the film that I I'm really not enamored with as much as I would like to be. Um, I, I, I just think that even the most intelligent and quote-unquote mature kids, they're not quite as this, you know, they're still kids to a great extent.
1: Yeah.
2: And, and there, was, there was very little kid in that character. Well, to be any, fair,
1: even really. by the time you get to the end of this film, there's still something off about him. And sure. not in a just, he's a creep. I mean, in relation to the rest of the film, there's still something weird. Very sixth sense, if you will. Um, mm. So, the, yeah, so well, he, he is odd. Yeah. He's legitimately yeah. odd. And he's the, the child without a mom who's taking care of his dad. Yeah. So it's, there's a lot, there's a lot to unpack with old Leopold. Um, and you said that was like the weakest part of the film was that like him. See, well, right? I don't
2: know. If it was part, part of that to me, but I, I you know, my, the other weakest part and, and this is, is I was upset because I figured it out. Oh, um, like 10 minutes in. Yeah. Um, and so that was that, you know, I, I wanted to not have, I wanted to be wrong quite frankly.
1: Were you right about uh, all of I'm, it?
2: I mean, not that, not some of the details, mm-hmm. but the general gist of it, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's like I was suspicious about a particular character from the very beginning, right? And my suspicions turned out to be, you know, this character does something. It's like ah, I don't know. I think uh, I think there's more going on here, or you know, I mean, it was just there's a lot of things that it's like, oh well, I didn't think of. Bad right. exactly. Oh, this, that's what they were doing. Or, you know, this is, this sort of explains this or that, or, you know, that behavior, this behavior. Yeah. Well, um, but that, it, as far as like, you know, I mean,
1: yeah, well, it's, what's fun yeah. is, it, you know, that's, that's how Agatha Christie formulas work. Yeah, there are things, um, quick aside. If you want, if you want like a, a very entertaining yet oddly accurate primer on, uh, who Done It? Uh, watch Murder by Death. Yeah. Um, go look it up. All Star Cast. You will understand how all of these work. They they explain how all of these detective novels work, and and it's hilarious at the same mm-hmm. time. Alec Gim- Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, uh, Peter Falk, uh, Maggie Smith. I mean it's it's uh Eileen Brennan I think in it uh it's I mean it's and then more it's crazy that movie is crazy and you'll you'll never watch a who done it again after you, the no, same way no. after yeah. you watch that movie yeah. but it's 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 entertaining and and incredibly informative and accurate um now for me the the part the that I was least enamored with with this film was actually Tina Fey uh which is weird because generally speaking I don't have a problem with Tina Fey But hey, look, if you enjoy what you're seeing and hearing on the visually stunning movie podcast, why not take a second to click subscribe? If you're on YouTube, click follow wherever you're listening to us. Uh, You know, follow us on Twitter at VS movie podcast. Same over on Facebook. If you're on uh, Instagram, it's visually stunning movie podcast. That would be awesome for us. We appreciate you listening. And now
0: let's get back to the show.
1: um but here i just i found her grating the whole time and i and 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 i shouldn't have i she should i don't know i wanted her to be more likable because of the way the movie plays out
2: but i don't not likable like
1: super friendly
2: yeah
1: you know what i mean but
2: I, i i think i think at the end of the film you see more of the real her or maybe midway through the film, you see more of the real her. Rather, where at the beginning, it's this kind of who who she's acting how she's supposed to act, right? You know, saying or whatever she. But it's all it's all. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would agree that she's grating. Um, I would just say I don't know if I think that's kind of her. That's kind of the point of her character. Um, maybe not to the point of being a distraction, but I do think that.
1: You know, uh, and maybe and maybe, that, man, maybe that was a choice to, to if she grates, she makes I, I, just to get on Poirot's I, I, nerves.
2: Yeah, I, you know, but but I mean, you got to remember, Poirot uh, thinks that he has no friends, and so someone claiming to be his friend
0: is um, a novelty. You
2: know, is a novelty. Well, and, and to
1: be fair, he has had one friend. One, he had one friend. And he lost that friend.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, And so uh, he's damaged from the war. He's damaged from his career. He's really damaged from that. I mean, if one wanted to do a deep dive, one could probably trace it all. The, the, you know, probably the eventual downfall of Poirot back to book. So, uh, but he did have a friend who he legitimately considered a friend. Uh, and, and then he lost him. So, yeah. So I think people that made that assumption, that was unusual to him. She might have been his friend ish, but I
2: think, you know,
1: but he was never going to let her be his friend. So, yeah. But, so, but, uh, so that was like the worst part, but again, it, that could have just been a choice, you know, if, if she grates on me, maybe that's to, to drive him. You know yeah. what I mean? So well, it could be, yeah, but yeah, it just yeah. uh, that was really annoying to me. Um, I think the, the the I I didn't realize that that the guy that wrote this, Michael Green. What uh, I was like, I'll bet he wrote the first two, and he did. So he he wrote the scripts for Murder on the Orient Express and and uh, uh, Death on the Nile, but he also did the screenplay for Jungle Cruise uh blade runner 2049 uh alien covenant logan um and i was like wow that's a really really impressive and then i go back and i'm like up 2011 green lantern Uh,
2: yeah no yeah well there's there's a lot of hit and miss
1: well he did a lot of television too which i mean a lot of you know sex in the city smallville everwood heroes um, the River, which is a really highly underappreciated one season television show, by the way. Um, but then, yeah, Logan, Covenant, the, a couple of the shorts before 2049 and then 2049 and Murder on the Orange Express, Call of the Wild, American Gods, Jungle Cruise. Death of Death. I mean, so, yeah, he's he's been doing pretty well of late. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was interesting. Like I said, it's nice that Bran is still behind the camera um, mm-hmm. directing, I think it because he likes the the material. And, yeah, and
2: he's a, I, I, he has a, a genuine love
1: for it, and and I, I, we say that a lot. You know, in Hollywood, it's like don't m- let people that don't like the material make the material, um, because then you're not going to get the best version of that.
2: Well, you you get maybe you know you you get people well you get an interesting version, and it's like well yes, but you may get an interesting version that betrays the whole
1: you know right? That, that you're putting uh, off it, the people that liked it, the it, original it. version Anyway, yeah, yeah there, yeah, there yeah, are ways the, to I mean they he moved the setting for this one to to a you know a, a more you know a continental feel well than, and, than, and, than a house really, in the english countryside
2: and 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 why not you know I mean uh Venice is you know there's an aesthetic if, if anyone's ever been there or hasn't been there i I recommend going before it slips into the sea um, <laughs> right as they point out this It's a, uh, it's just, uh, there's, there's what? A connection, you feel a sense of history there that you may not feel in a lot of places. And yeah, you feel that in in a lot of England places as well, but it's kind of the, you know, the exotic nature of boats and the city where people travel by boat and the, uh, you know, inconvenience and whatnot that that stems from that um but the inconvenience is almost part of the charm um, right like you know right. why would you live there um because you kind of like the fact that it's you know what it is yeah so i uh, i mean i i i yeah i don't i don't mind the change in, no. fact, I, I, in fact because because the, and you can do a gothic horror film in england it's not like hammer films didn't exist in didn't do them. Right. But I think visually what was coming out of Italy was a little more interesting, um, a little more exploitive at the time as well. But, um, I don't know. I just, it, it, it felt fine to me. Yeah. Like I said,
1: you, you can, you can play with your material, but you have to, the guts of it have to be right. And I think that's what he brings. He tries to keep the guts of things. Correct in in terms of this franchise and so that's good um if you like the first two obviously i think you're going to like this one um it's a it's a tighter cast than the the lat than death on the nile that was pretty sprawling um yeah. and and sometimes too much uh, this feels a little more compact and again it's a little more claustrophobic it's in this one building yeah in venice during basically a power outage in 1947, it's almost a power outage, yep. huge storm outside. So it is very dark and it feels very gothic or So it's got that, it's got that nice feel to it. Um, there's still, you know, there's still an array of red herrings, all of the things that you yes. expect from the genre you get, but it's okay. Uh, no, I, yeah, we, we, we say like formula, my- formulas are formulas for a reason. Um, because they work you as make long it. Yeah, as you, you can still make it
2: look,
1: yeah. yeah as long as you make you know you can play around it and make that the interesting bits but then the formula still has to work and 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 he's bren done that really well i think across his franchise and this this is no exception um it opens uh next week on the 15th of september um yeah i, I mean if you want to see it in imax go ahead like I said, because you're right, some of the cinematography is great, but it's not like these huge sprawling, you know, it's not like watching no, Lawrence of Arabia in IMAX. Sure, sure. It's, it's,
2: it's, it's very in- intimate, but um, if, when you watch the film, what you'll notice is they're shooting from awkward angles. Yeah. either are a little, little too high, a little too low, and they kind of switch between the two which w- will cause you kind of a sense of uh, unbalance.
1: Yeah. Well, I know, a lot, they're, they're I know it's coming way. in. It was f- the, the, the opening sequence where it's just clips of Venice, you know, yeah. uh, you know, before, before the world starts, I was sitting there thinking to myself and it's like, it's like, did they just grab the second AD and send him out and go, go shoot a bunch of B roll with weird angles. Le- not hugely but, weird angles, but like just, you know, can't, can't yeah. the camera five degrees left.
2: Yeah. Up and, close and, and at ground like,
1: level of pigeons yeah you know just just kind of stuff like that
2: which is and that you know and and it really is used to make the audience uncomfortable to a certain extent um and and you know we don't talk about that part of cinematography or that part of film as much as maybe we should but you know if this film is shot in a more traditional manner it's not probably as you know, as off-balancing and creepy as it, this is, yeah. You know, I mean, I think the the, the, the artistry involved there um, needs to be acknowledged uh, because it's it's often something that we you know we just think cinematography is pretty pictures. You know, wh- how hard is it to frame up things? And but when you see something like this that says, okay, yes, we're gonna we're gonna you know purposefully make you feel like everything's a little bit off for an entire film that, you know, and, and it works in this case for me because, well, oh, wow. things are a little bit off yeah. and, you know, some of the, I, I don't know. There's just, there was a lot of, a lot of the cinematic choices that I, I really, really liked, um, use of color. Again, it, it, it harkens back to, you know, a lot of the, the, uh, Italian horror films, um, of this, this in the seventies, really. Um, which I I am not an expert about by, by no means um, the the gallow or whatever films, but I, I I enjoy quite a few of them. So. Yeah.
1: Well, I, yeah. I just had to, I I I'm not as steeped in all of the cinematographers' names yeah. out there. So, uh, Harris Bar- um, who shot the previous shot, Death on the Nile. He shot Murder on the Orient Express. He shot Belfast. He also shot Meg too, which I haven't seen, but I, that's a weird blip. Um, but he also shot uh, Cinderella, the live action remake. Uh, he shot Locke with uh, Tom Hardy yeah, in, in, in a car, yeah. which that's ridiculous. He also, he, he shot Thor uh, with which Brana directed. So yeah, he's, he's got a wide swath of stuff. Uh, that he has shot, but he's also worked with Brenna a lot, so I think that probably helped here. I bet they had a had a shorthand going on. So, oh, yeah.
2: probably yeah, undoubtedly. That's you know, and and that's why a lot of artists will continue to work with someone, you know, yeah. because because they've already developed that shorthand. Yeah. Um. They. You know. So, but no, I, I just yeah, I I think it's a a well made film. Um, I, I don't know that you you know an act Christie story is really ever going to fully satisfy me because of the kind of formula that it you know it's all based around
1: because you're so um, smart. No, it has.
2: <laughs> you know, I, like I said, I, it it when I go into these films, you know, and and when I see these films, I, I think you know, knives Out" is the kind of like modern right. modern version of what that, but. Um, i don't
1: want to know i want to be completely you you can't help but but try to figure it out but you're you're right i i I, I do the same thing and i'm always like you you never know if you want to be right or you want to be wrong
2: i just well i know i always want to be wrong
1: right yeah because then you're like oh you got me but sometimes you just want to be like i knew it so yeah well
2: (laughs) but that was that was my you know and that was it was like i don't know but you know there's some actually there's a there's a playfulness to some of the scenes. Um, you know, yes, it's a little darker, but um, I, I actually, the seance stuff is a lot of fun. I thought, yeah. Uh, and how it all plays out. Well, it doesn't end too well, but yeah. Um, but a lot of, you know, a lot of that I, I enjoyed. Um, I don't know this. I, I just think that it, it, it is a, an interesting, different take on the character. I just wish I wasn't. Right.
1: able to figure it out <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah there you go and, and, and i
2: wish the kid was a little more of a kid at some point
1: at at, just, at some point just
2: a little bit just yes, a, yeah just that, a moment i can i can a, see that
1: i can i can see that um so yeah a haunting in venice uh 20th century pictures uh now owned by disney yeah uh i get I wonder if this will make its money back. Um, I don't know what the um, budget was. Yeah, I was going to say I thought it was probably less than death on the Nile, but that's No, oh, it has yeah, to be. I, it well, has but to be.
2: Every every time I think that, I, it, it turns out that they it's not. And it's like, "Where did you how did you manage that?" Anyway, um,
1: uh around 70 million.
2: Yeah, it's pretty pricey. So, uh, Death on the Nile was, was
1: around ninety.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, I, I mean, I, yeah, I,
1: uh, we'll see.
2: Um,
1: I Disney the, would it, like it to is, win right now. Uh,
2: Disney would take a break even right
1: now. Actually, yeah, it's true. Um, I can see they this. Would, they would. <laughs> I can see this doing okay. I,
2: yeah, and I think it will probably do well in Europe. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I don't. I, I, again. You know, when you're up like a seventy million dollar budget, it's a little daunting. When you probably you wouldn't probably be able to get the star power that you have in this, but you could have made this, you know, and in this, you know, a cheap thirty million. But um, you know, seventy's a little a little daunting. But but considering the people involved, maybe that's you know, uh, not that they probably had to pay each of the main actors million a million dollars apiece, So there you yeah. go.
1: You know? Well, and that's assuming we didn't have to, uh, I almost said overpay Michelle Yeoh, And that would have been taken completely the wrong way. Her paycheck probably has gone up. So even well, if, even right. if she wasn't demanding, even if this whole cast wasn't demanding, you know, cause Brandon's getting paid to direct and star. Yeah. So he's got a deal worked out. So they cut a little bit of money there. Uh, Tina Fey's not dragging in five million dollars, uh, no. you know. So, you know, Jamie Dornan's yeah, not I mean, dragging in. F- so, yeah, no. A lot of this probably went to location costs. To be honest,
2: well, there, there is some of that as well. Um,
1: yeah. So, I, I, I'll, I'll bet a majority of this went to location costs.
2: You know? Some nice costuming in it too. Um,
1: yeah, I there is, and nice. the score's good. I thought the music was yeah. good. The sound was good.
2: Uh, think, all really it all played together really well. It, it had a
1: nice vibe to it. Yeah.
2: I mean, and I I, I love seeing uh, Halloween or Day of the Dead type celebrations that are are slightly different than what we get in America. I know, right? Um, yeah. I really enjoy the just the oh, that's how they do it, you know. And I don't know if that's you know how accurate that is but it's I, I just enjoy you know what the bond film that opened with the day of the dead or you know that that sort of stuff where yeah. it's like oh you're, you're taking something that's familiar
1: but showing me a different side of it i really like that so there's a lot
2: I, I really liked about this film i think most people would be fine with it
1: yeah they they should be um so that's it so death on oh, death on the nile uh, haunting in venice uh september 15th uh i see it i i think it's i think yeah. it's good i it it's a fun it's a fun ride it's not two hours it's a it's an hour 48 or something ridiculous like that yeah uh, it
2: actually it, it it ends a little more quickly than i think that i was anticipating
1: too well once but, they get to the end it does wrap up really fast yeah, but yeah so so it, it's this isn't this isn't a two and a half hour three hour epic um and i think that's actually going to help its box office truth be told Uh, a more screenings a day, but B it's, it's a little easier to sit through, you know, you're not like, it's like, Oh my God, I have to go sit through three hours of Oppenheimer, which I loved, but that's not for everyone. Well, Uh, it's a
2: commitment. It's a different sort of
1: commitment. It's a different sort of commitment. So this one's good. Uh, so there you go. Uh, we, we've got a couple more movies coming out in the coming weeks, uh, but weird um, schedules are changing
2: yeah
1: uh it's interesting we're going to be talking about some tv shows so watch for those uh but until we get to those don't forget to like us follow us on social media you know how that works like follow share subscribe all that good stuff wherever you're listening and or watching click 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 click. that would be great so uh till we talk to you again i'm mark that is ryan bye ryan see you friends Uh, and we'll talk to you all later bye bye